Hey friends, welcome to Organized and Productive, the podcast. Today we are diving into the world of planners. This is one of those tools that everyone knows about in the organizing industry that people just correlate as, oh, you're organized, you probably have a planner. Or, oh, I need to get organized, I probably need a planner. So this is an important tool as part of the organizing journey. It's also not a necessary tool, but if you are getting one, you do love one, or you're thinking about one, then this episode is for you. So whether you're a seasoned planner or someone stepping into the world of organization for the first time, choosing the right planner is going to be a game changer. But you also just need to ask yourself the questions if you even need one. And in this episode, we are going to cover that. We are also going to cover both digital planner versions and paper planner versions. So we are talking about both. And also a very important note I don't want you to miss, and it has to do with habits, okay? So make sure you listen to the whole episode and let's get right to it. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. For our new listeners, we usually like to start these solo episodes with a table of contents. So I just give you a heads up on what's to come. So that way you can plan accordingly and, you know, there's a flow. I mean, we're organized people here, so it's in our nature. So we'll start a little bit with one of those like introductions, just so that you know what we're talking about today and we're all starting on the same page. No pun intended. Uh, Then we will talk about the types of planners. We'll talk about the factors to consider, the factors and considerations of the characteristics of a planner. And we'll slightly, very quickly touch upon the making the most out of your planner. This is actually an entirely, like a a whole conversation that I want to reserve for one of our upcoming guests, okay? So I'll touch about on that really quick, um, but I'll just just know that there's like a bigger conversation with that. And then there's a tip here and a quick thing about habits that I don't want you to miss. So we'll talk about that, and then right after that, we'll do a recap of the episode. Okay, so first things first is picking... Like, why is it so important to pick the right planner? Why is there so many of them? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm sure you've noticed, I know I've noticed, that there has been a growth in the number of planners, both digital and paper, that are available to us. There's different versions. Uh, Sometimes they're very similar. It's just some have a different vibe, a different look visually. They feel different. So now there's so much more to choose from so that it fits your personality. And that really is why there's so many out there. At the core, the planner has some very, some essentials, which I'll talk about in the next section here. But there's so many out there and it has grown in how many creators, you know, make one because it's supposed to fit your personality. It's supposed to act as a a tool that fits into your lifestyle. So you're not forcing yourself to a planner. It's supposed to be the other way around. The tool is supposed to work for you according to your life, the life that you're in right now, the one that you are trying to goal or plan for, and your personality. It's supposed to be, you know, encouraging and whatnot. So that's why there's so many, because everyone has a different personality and we're all being faced 
uh, or we're going through very different parts of our lives. So just naturally, based off of that, we all don't fit into just one box or two or three. So now we have options, but with options, comes overwhelm. And that is what I'm trying to avoid. That's what I'm trying to help you with so that you pick the right one that fits your needs. Because I think choices are amazing and wonderful and we should have plenty of them. It's up to you to make sure that you know what you're looking for so that it doesn't become overwhelming. So what should you look for in a planner? More, I, I'm actually going to talk less about my opinion, like what I think you should, because there's a lot of you that listen to this, so I don't know you on a personal basis. So I'm going to give you more of the characteristics that are out there, and then you just listen in and take note of what, what you're gravitating towards based on your personality or what your goals are, and then go from there. Of course, if we if you want me to help you curate or pick a planner for you, then let me know, send us a message, and then we, we can help you with that on a more one-on-one -on -one basis. So this is just more, hey, this is what's out there. I'll kind of insert some of my tidbits of opinion, um, but there really is no right or wrong. It's just options. So the first is going to be the size. And and actually, let's let me back up for just a second. I'm going to start with the characteristics of a paper planner, and then I'm going to name the characteristics of a digital planner. And then I will end with the commonalities of characteristics that I think you should look for regardless of what type of planner you get. Side note really quick is we do have a, a an episode where we talked about digital space versus physical space organizing. And we actually talked about this very thing uh, as part of the podcast where what are things that you should look out for when you're going back and forth between the physical paper world and the digital world. So if you're interested in this, I will put it in the show notes. Uh, and then, yeah, that this will help with this conversation too. So first is going to be the size for a paper planner. Um, there's, you know, paper comes in different sizes. It could be arranged to what you're looking for. There's everything from the pocket, like the mini, the pocket, you know, the ones that go in a pocket, like a, a t-shirt or a shirt pocket. Um, very well known for project management, construction, people that are out and about, all of you creatives that are paper, napkin, idea, writers, you know, you need something really quick. Those are the types of planners that, um, that, that are meant for you. You know, they, they go into a pocket, they go into your pants pocket or whatever it may be. You've got your, your mini. So your mini and pockets are that. You've got your personal planners. You've got like an A5. And then from there, we go into like the A5, A4 here in the U.S., which are sizes of paper. Basically, if a print shop can print it, that is an option for you. Okay, so there's everything from the letter, from the um, legal size. There are endless amounts. But but take into consideration the size. Uh, it will it fit wherever you need it to go. Well, you know, if you want to put it in your pocket, you won't be getting a big notebook. It doesn't make sense, um, and so on and so forth. So take the size into consideration. Second on our list is the paper style or the planner style, which means do you want a ring binder? Do you want a notebook? Do you want it to be a spire, like a hardcover? Do you want it to have to be binded on the side, on the top? So it's really all about the style and how you like to open it. How do you naturally, do you like to rip out the pages? If so, you will need it to be perforated and things like that. So think about the paper style. 
Number three and number four out of our six for paper planners are going to be the same but different. And it's about weight. One is specific to paper weight and the other is the total weight. So the paper weight will, it has to do with the paper type. So heavier paper will obviously be heavier when you add it all up. But the reason I separate them is because there are planners out there that will have for the different sections and the different um, sections, like the maybe the monthly calendar versus the daily calendar section of your planner, they might be different weights. Uh, and you just have to decide if that's important to you. Some of you are paper aficionados, like you know your paper and you know the pen to paper combination and you know what you like. You like it to feel a certain way, to sound a certain way. So if you're that type of person, then paper weight is going to be really important. And then if you want it to be all the same, or are you okay if different sections of your planner have a different weight to the paper? So that's going to be important. The fourth is also about weight, but now we're talking about the total weight. And that means just what it sounds like. How heavy are you wanting this thing to be? Uh, naturally, for the most part, desktop type of calendars and planners, like the, you know, the really either big ones, will be heavier because they, they stay on your desk, on your table. So that, you know, weight will be less probably important then for some of you who um, are always on the go and you need your planner to go with you at all times. So weight will be very important. This is where you get to decide um, also with the size, with the first tip that I mentioned, how big do you want it to be? Um, there are some beautiful heavy paper type of planners that are very small. So one does not affect the other. Like it could be a very light, bigger spiral type of planner. And it could be very light because the the paper is thin, you know, it's thinner. Uh, and then there's also planners that are small and mini and pocket that have heavy paper that are heavier than you, you would expect um, because some people choose to have, you know, nicer, heavier style paper. So that's all, that's what we're talking about when we talk about paper weight versus the total weight. Okay, I talked very quickly about this under our number two with paper style, but it's all about the binding. Uh, what type of binding do you like? For some of you, you that's going to be very important because if you're putting it in your backpack or your briefcase and you get a spiral planner that has very thick um, you know, binding, then it might not work, it might not close, it might be uncomfortable if you're left-handed and the binder has the spirals that kind of get in the way when you're writing, that's going to be a problem. Now, speaking of which hand, you, which is your dominant hand, pay attention to that because, uh, well, that's obviously important. You don't want it to get in the way. Most of you left-handers, you, this is not new to you. <laughs> you probably understand this very well, um, but just wanted to mention it, just as you're picking your, the right planner, that, that, that may be important. So it's all about binding. Do you want it? To, if you live in a hot climate, I'll tell you something. I've had a couple clients, like CEO level clients. We were shopping for planners, so it was very important to them. And we went out, and they decided to get a binder that you could tear out the pages, like glued type of binder, um, and, and planner. And it it 
it didn't melt fully, but they went to a very hot place, like the beach type of place. They left it in the sun and the glue started to melt. Not fully, but just enough that it was awkward and now it, you know, it just kind of damaged the shape. So pay attention to those types of things. Same thing with the binding. If you have a spiral, like a, like it has wires on it and they get hot to the touch. If it has accessories that get hot to the touch, that might be important to you. So take that into consideration with binding um, and if that's going to be important. The last part for our paper section of things to consider is all about boundaries, meaning separators and tabs. Boundaries for some people are important. Separation is important. You want to separate the different sections of your planner. They don't all come with tabs and separators. Sometimes you will have to add your own. Is that important to you? Does it need to be part of the binding? Does it need to come with it? There are planners out there that don't come with any separators, and some people like to add their own with some sticky notes or some sticky tabs that they create on their own. That is, of course, up to you, but take that into consideration because there are some planners that get bound together, and then it's really hard to add you know, anything that you may need to separate it with. So take that into consideration. Okay, so now let's talk about your digital type of planners and what to consider. I've got four tips on what you should look out for when you are shopping around and picking for the right digital planner. And then at the end of this, I have one tip that applies to both the paper and digital. Okay, so the first thing is all about access. With digital organizing anything, digital applications, digital tools, it's all about how are you going to access it because not everything will be accessible to you if you're not connected to the internet, for instance. If you are in different countries, different locations that will red flag your app or application or whatever it may be, you might not be able to get into it. So consider your location and consider if you will need some kind of internet and how you will be accessing it. Like, is it on an iPad, like a tablet type, more of a, your phone or your computer, which is the three most popular ways to access digital planners? And which one of those will, do you need access to on all of them? And so think about that. Like, how are you accessing this planner? There are planners out there that you can buy their templates and then they fit into the application that you're using, whatever it may be, OneNote, Evernote, there's countless of them out there. So how are you, you know, are, you will download it and then they will create a template for you or are you creating your own? Um, but whatever, however it is that you're accessing it, just that's the thing you need to consider. Like how do I need internet? Do I need to be at a desktop to download it and upload it? Um, so think about that. How are you going to access it? Our next section is about size, and it's very different than your paper planner because this type of size in storage is all about how much storage and size it takes on the device you will be using. Something to think about. Is it something that you will need to download and therefore it occupies space on your tablet, your phone, your computer, um, or is it web-based? This is a very important part of you choosing your digital planner, right? Um, sometimes some of these types of planners, they come with these really cool, fun ways for you to adorn and make it all fun and cool and to your personality. But all of those gifts and stickers and different colors and brushes, 
they all add up to using storage. Um, so take that into consideration. You might not have enough or it may, your phone or your tablet, especially those two, will give you errors because you may not have enough storage. Your computer too, but you know, those are the ones that um, I see the errors on the most. So take that into consideration. How much space will this digital planner take? And are you okay with that? Are you prepared? Do you have enough? This next tip, our number three out of the four for digital planners, is all about what are your options with printing or and or accessing outside of the digital space? Now, before you roll your eyes and say to me, but wait, this is a digital planner. I don't want a paper. I don't want the paper. That is exactly the point. I understand that. I do. The thing about technology and paper too, to be frank, uh, is that it's still a little bit unpredictable. So if you were to lose the data on your planner, do you have some kind of backup? Do you need to print the important stuff, appointments or whatever, confirmations that you're putting in the planner? So that's kind of what I'm, I'm talking about. So it's, it's almost like your options for backup, really. So maybe it's not options for printing, but it's options for a backup. What do you have and, and do you even need to back it up, okay? There's a whole conversation we will have on a different episode about important, uh, making the most out of your planner and the important things out of making the most out of your planner. We will talk about storage and backing it up, backing your data, both for your your um, paper planner and your digital planner. So we'll go into detail then. But until we get to that episode, I just want you to at least consider what happens if the data um, gets lost or, or is it is it a big deal to you? And if it is, let's talk about option B and C and D. The last tip for the digital planners is how are you navigating it? So something you, I want you to consider is that for a digital planner, it, unlike its cousin, the plan, the paper planner, it's, it's really one page at a time or one screen at a time. I know there's planners out there that you can zoom out and, and see the bigger picture, um, but it's only one screen. Whereas with paper planners, you can kind of quickly go from one to the other, you know, the pages, or you can you can print them out and, and lay them out if you need to, not per, or perforate or cut it. So with the digital version, you don't have as much of that necessarily. So just think about that. If you're one of those people that needs to flip back and forth often, then make sure that the digital planner allows you to do that. For instance, with Google, um, their the planner like Calendar. There are different tabs that you can open at the same time if you're on the desktop version. If you have their app version, sometimes you have to download the sister applications and apps so that you can see multiple things at once. So just consider how are you going from one page to the other and does that feel good to you? For our last tip that applies to both the digital and paper versions is thinking about the layout. What type of layout do you want? Uh, this, no matter what type of planner, you will need to think about this. Do you want it to be a daily planner, a monthly, a day, you know, an hourly, a minutes, etc.? How do you want it to lay out? There's also bullet journals and blank journals, which are a planner type of journal, meaning you can then create, draw, or in import, if it's a digital one, uh, the sections that you want. And even for the paper ones, you can just buy the either stickers or templates that paste, you can just cut and paste or glue, or in a spiral, you can just insert. 
like the happy planner, they have the inserts where they come in perforated or already. You pick your binding and they, they just kind of clip in. So that is going to be really important because that will help you figure out what type of planner is out there. There are some creators that make planners that are the way they are. Um, you know, they don't change. They're not really, I mean, they have a couple of options for you to pick from. You can pick from the daily, the monthly, but the layout of the entire planner is set in stone. So, and set in stone, I say that loosely because you can always make whatever you want out of your planner, but you know, it's meant to be used as prompts. They, they kind of navigate the planner for you and the next steps for you, especially in goal-oriented types of planners. So those are kind of set in stone, whereas a blank or bullet journal has way more flexibility. But if that seems exhausting to you, you need prompts. You don't want to be creating your own planner here. You're just, you're, you need it to have the boxes and the calendar and the uh, outline. If you need that, then obviously that will be important. So think about the layout, which, what do you need for your goals, and then go from there. As part of this section slash kind of like getting towards the end, uh, and, and what I mentioned earlier about a really important note I want you to think about, okay? Uh, and that is about the habit of using a journal, planner, calendar type of situation. Okay, so for a second to last section here, let's talk about creating the most or making the most out of your planner. I, I have a whole, an entire episode that's coming up about this with someone who is a professional in this area. And so I don't want to go too deep into it. So I was almost thinking, you know, this is just like side note and behind the scenes. I almost took this whole section out out of this conversation because if I'm not going to talk about it, then why even talk about it or mention it? But I think it's important, okay? So I at least want you to have like a little sticky note about this of something to consider. And that means that the planner is supposed to be a tool that you use for your goals and to plan out, plan out whatever, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. So consider things like time blocking. Are you a, a time blocker type of person? You're looking for more productivity planner. Do you need it to be more of a reminder? It's like you need it to remind you on the hour, every hour, 15 minutes before a meeting starts for the digital planners, um, etc. Think about those types of things, okay? Because that will be really important when you're picking a planner. Um, you also want to be setting yourself up with realistic goals and prioritizing your tasks on this planner. So that is going to be an important factor in when you're trying to pick one. Um, you know, is, is this for a project? Is this for like a more like a travel savings type of planner in journal? Or is this your everyday go-to lifeline type of planner? The one that you go to as soon as you wake up, you start your day, or is this more of a project? So think about the goals you will be trying to achieve with this planner and go from there. As a continuation of what I just talked about and making the most out of your planner is this next section before our, our recap or a reminder. And this is what I didn't want you to miss from this episode. If you take anything away from today's episode, it's going to be this. And that is that your planner is supposed to be a tool that helps you achieve XYZ goal, fill in the blank goal. As part of using any tool for your goals, there is also the habit that you need to create to use that tool 
for your goal, if that makes sense. It can get a little confusing sometimes for people like, wait, isn't this supposed to make me more organized? And yes, in theory, but there's a very important step that comes well before that. And that is you need to understand that you need to create a habit of using this planner so that it can work for you. Because if not, then the other the other side will happen where you are tied to this planner that isn't helping you achieve anything in particular. And when you're sometimes using it and sometimes not, and you don't have an emotional connection to it, you will stop using it, which is what I see all the time. And it bums me out because I know how much people want to be able to use a planner and have it be its you know their lifeline uh, to whatever project they're trying to achieve or goal. But if you don't have a clear goal as to why you're using the planner and a plan on how you will be using this planner, then it will it will fail on you. This is where I insert the hashtag habits <laughs> or category of habits. Um, learning to use a a planner properly requires you to make a habit of it. If you bought the planner that looks really pretty and cute, you downloaded it, whatever method you're using, and you're you're watching yourself really not not using it after a while, it's because you didn't create a habit to begin with. So there's two there's two things that I would consider I would give you as suggestions for this. One, if you don't want to be creating a holding habit, like it just seems like a lot of work. Figure out what your natural tendencies are. We talk about this in the seven steps of organizing almost anything and really like a big framework for us here at the Organized Flamingo. And that's working with the natural movements and the natural lifestyle that you lead. So if you are always at a desktop or like a desk, using a desktop, then for you, um, that is naturally how you do it. Like why would you get something that goes against that if naturally you're at your desk all the time? If you're always on the go, then why would you get something that ties you down to a desk? You will never create a habit of opening that really heavy planner because you don't have a place to put it. It's heavy. It's cumbersome. You're always forgetting it. So create the habit first or just use whatever habits you're already using now, like what is part of your daily life. If you're trying to create a new habit, that's an entirely different conversation. Um, This really comes into play with planners that have to do with physical health, uh, mental health. Um, Those types of planners, those are the types that you have to remember to take action on something. Um, So it's almost like you're planning to use the planner, which is really funny because you might need a planner to to plan with the planner inside the planner, you know? But that's a different conversation, and that is all about creating new habits. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole, definitely look, you know, do some research. We've got some habit experts that are coming in to the podcast in the next couple of episodes and for 2024. So hang on tight for that one. But if you can't wait, then you know, and you see yourself always failing to use the planner, you might need to create a new habit and work on that first and then use the tool to help you achieve your goals and or go with your natural tendencies if you don't have the time, patience, or desire to be creating new habits. Watch yourself, what do you naturally do and use and make sure you're picking a planner that works with your natural tendencies. All right, so that's it for our all about planners conversation today. Let me know what you think. 
what planners are you using? I would love to see what your planners look like or which one you picked or are you a digital planner person or paper planner person? I love, this is like one of my favorite things to look at and because it reflects the personality of the person using it. So I love seeing um, what everybody picks. So tag us over on social media, send me a picture. I'd love to see it and cheer you on. Thank you for listening to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. It helps with letting people know that we're here. For full show notes and resources, head on over to theorganizedflamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing.